Welcome to the Tide Talk Podcast. And now a word from our sponsors. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tide Talk Podcast. Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas. Jake, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. I'm excited to be back. Talking about some Alabama football. We had media days, you know, last week. So, got a lot coming up. And uh, it's football season, boys. Yeah, I mean, it's... You know when SEC media days rolls around that the season's just, you know, it's fisting to get cranked up. They'll start practicing a couple weeks and... Before we know it, they'll be kicking off against Duke in Atlanta. So uh, we look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look forward to this episode. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to break down some of the best defensive linemen, linebackers, and defensive backs in the Nick Saban era. Yep. And uh, like all the other lists we've kind of done, it's going to be really tough to narrow it down to five. So I think what we've done is we decided just to list several names and kind of talk about those guys individually a little bit. And uh, so we're going to do that. We're going to start off with the defensive line. And, you know, that's really kind of where Nick Saban changed everything is along the, the mm-hmm. defensive line. And yeah. He started getting the, the guys that were difference makers upon the defensive line, and that really started changing the way Alabama, uh, the program was kind of built. And, yeah. uh, you know, kind of I guess one of the first guys that was just a huge impact, that was obviously Terrence Cody. You know, he's yep. the, the big guy, you know. They list him at like 350, but you know he was about 400 pounds. And he, uh, you know, obviously the memorable game was against Tennessee when he blocked those two field goal attempts and secured yep. the win uh, against Lane Kiffin and, and the Tennessee Vols. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's obviously a guy that you got to mention. And uh, he was just a – he was a great player for Alabama and, and just made a huge impact. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we always talk about and you always hear – you rebuild a program with your offensive line and your defensive line and then go out from there. And that's what Alabama did, or Nick Saban did. Um, you know, he got big Terrence Cody. I mean, 340-pound, I don't know what he was in college, but he's listed as 349 right now, so he's probably about that in college. But, I mean, it took two, two three people to, to block him. And you usually left, a, you know, a linebacker free to rush the quarterback. And, I mean, he just – he was – a big old boy, and he just took over uh, that that defensive front, held it down for a couple of years, and of course, he, you know, Stacy mentioned he had the two big blocks um, in that Tennessee game, and that was that was great to see. Um, looking back on it, you know, he could have got a penalty for taking his, you know, helmet off with uh, I think it was like two seconds left when it happened, and the clock wind down. But uh, I'm glad it happened. You know, I'm I'm glad it finished the way it did, but. You know, I really, I really enjoyed Mount Cody, and he didn't really pan out in the pros. But you know, it's. I think he's is he still in prison? I, I, I know he I went think, to prison for yeah. for uh, what was it? I don't know. I, I know he you know he started dog out, fighting. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the last thing it says here was uh, they uh, the Ravens have released him back in 2015. Yeah. So I don't think he's been on a team since, but. He did. Uh, he's had 87 career tackles in uh, in the NFL, but he just. I mean, it's just a big a big old boy like that. He just going to take up two offensive linemen, which gives your guys in the in the back, you know, your linebackers to make a play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, you know, you know, back in in that time, which I mean, that's that's been a decade ago since yeah. he's been in Alabama, and you know, at that time it was a ground and pound attack in college football. The you know the spread hadn't really begin to catch a lot of steam yeah. yet. Uh, so you needed that big guy in the middle of that 3-4 defense to, mm-hmm. to plug the holes and, you know, eat up space. And that's and Terrence Cody was the perfect fit for that. And, he was. 
and uh, he was made priority when he was uh, coming out of junior college, and and uh, you know he he had two fantastic seasons at Alabama. Man, he was he was fun to watch. Oh yeah, he he played with so much emotion. Oh and, yeah, and uh, when we saw that when he bought that that field goal, yeah, he was like like Jake said, he was just one of those guys that you enjoyed to watch, and uh, you know we. We certainly miss those big guys, you know. Now a lot of the defensive linemen are, you know, they're they're a lot thinner than they used to be, and uh, I don't imagine we'll see many Terrence Cody's anymore. No, not not that big as he was. He was he was a mountain of a man. Right. And you know, you know, moving on down the list, you know, we got guys like you know Quentin Williams, who obviously just had one of the best seasons for a defensive lineman, you know, really ever in college football. Yeah. I mean, he he completely dominated. Uh, all the opponents, you know, he, he covered up a lot of deficiencies in the Alabama defense last year. Uh, Alabama was young uh, in the secondary, and, and, and he allowed, you know, with, with his ability to create pressure on the quarterback to uh, to cover up a lot of those uh, deficiencies in the back end of the defense. And, uh, you know, he, he could stop the run. Uh, like I said, he could rush the passer. He was just a, just a great defensive lineman. That's why he went, you know, what was he, like third pick? Yeah. Very humble guy. I, you know, uh, one of the funniest moments with him was, of course, when uh, they was doing the the media session with uh, right before the Oklahoma game, and you know he was like, "I really don't think everybody, you know, Kyler Murray is good as everybody." And then you know he paused, and then he had that big grin on his face, and they was like, "What are you gonna say?" He said, "Nah, nah. I, I think I think Saban was in the background somewhere. Like, you better not say nothing, son." Yeah. But uh, he was, you know, he he earned that that third uh, pick, uh, and there's a lot of people who thought he could have been the first the first overall pick. I mean, he was that good, in uh, in college and for Alabama, uh, it was uh, it was great to see him um, play. He played with a lot of energy, a lot of emotion, as well, and. Uh, just a great, humble kid. Oh, he's definitely one of the most likable players. Yeah, uh, you know, that's come through Alabama. Just he's just he's like a giant teddy bear. Really. He is. Yeah. And you know, talking about some of his numbers from last last year, he he finished the season with nineteen and a half tackles for loss and eight sacks. And you know, for a guy that's playing in the middle of the defense, that's yeah, that's pretty stout. You know, he he was almost getting in the backfield as soon as they could hand the ball off. So yeah, and I he mean, was he was quick. so disruptive and and made a lot of plays. And that's that's obvious for being the number three pick to the Jets. You know, and uh, we look forward to watching what he can do in the NFL this season. Yeah, definitely. Um, man, it's another guy that I really enjoyed. We're going to go to the next guy, Jonathan Allen. And my greatest memory of him, of course, was a Superman. Fly, uh, I think that was against what is it, Trevor Knight? Yeah, Texas A&M. Yeah, Texas A&M, man. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. He got, he broke through the line, and and I, the the running back was where it was his assignment. I, he went low, and Jonathan just jumped over him, and I mean, everybody remembers it. It was a classic, um, classic memory that that we'll never forget. And uh, another talking about another humble guy. Um, he, uh, he had a lot of. Um, he played with a lot of motion, and uh, and he was just a very likable guy as well on the team. He, yeah, always well spoken. Of course, he yes. had the famous famous line after Alabama beat Michigan State. You know, when the reporter asked him, you know, you know, nobody beats a team in the semifinals of the college football playoff like this, and you know, he just simply said Alabama does. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's one of my favorite yep. moments. You know, of, of any player in Alabama history. Yep. And, 
you know, like Jake said, he was he was a dominant player. He had dominant junior and, and senior seasons mm-hmm. at Alabama. His uh his junior season, he had fourteen and a half tackles for loss with twelve sacks, uh-huh. and then uh, his senior season, sixteen tackles for loss with ten and a half sacks. Just just a dominant man upon the deep defensive front. And, yeah. Uh, you know, right now he's playing for the Redskins, and obviously he's having a, he's having a good career early on, and uh, I expect I expect a, a really long and uh, successful NFL career for uh, for Jonathan Allen. I do too. And somebody that played alongside Jonathan Allen a little bit, guys like Dalvin Thomason. You know, mm-hmm. he he had a great career at Alabama, and he kind of had one of those uh, moments that was pretty funny talking to the media when they asked him. You know, you know he was kind of famous for. Uh, for batting balls down to the line of scrimmage, and mm-hmm. he just he said, "Well, I just stick my hand up." Yeah, <laughs> you know they were asking him how he does, and he's like, "I just stick my hand up." So, yeah. you know, he's just he he was one of those guys. He never did get a lot of credit because he played alongside guys like Jonathan Allen mm-hmm. and, and Deron Payne, so he didn't get as much publicity. But he was a heck of a player, and he's he's having a really good NFL career so far. Uh, so uh, he he'll have a long career. Uh, with the New York Giants is where he's at right now. He was picked in the second round. But he, he's having a, a solid NFL career so far, and, you know, he he had a really good uh, career at Alabama as well. Yeah. Um, another guy that I really enjoyed, uh, Marcel Darius. Yeah. Uh, everybody remembers him having the interception, and he just pretty much just slammed uh, – he threw the ball and, and packed it. With, he got a penalty on. It was in the uh, championship game, and – um Against um, Texas, Texas, Texas what Texas, and I think he was the one that that tackled uh, Colt McCoy, got him injured too, wasn't he? So he had that going for him as well. Uh, but you know, he had a great great career at Alabama as well. Um, I mean, he's uh, he's another humble guy. I mean, he had um, he had uh, let's see, he averaged um, you know about uh, he had a total of seventy one tackles in his career at Alabama. Um, and several uh, pass deflections and quarterback hurries. I mean, he was all over the place on that defensive front. And uh, talking about about humble, he's another humble guy, and he's had a pretty pretty good pro career as well. Yeah, he's a he was a really good player. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, you know, obviously Terrence Cody was a dominant guy, but he was kind of the first guy that could play inside and outside yeah. and really rust the passer from the from the inside defensive line position. Yep. And he was just real disruptive, and and the NFL he played more, you know, that nose tackle position. So he he put on more weight, and but he he had, he's had a really good NFL career, and yeah, thirty six sacks yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, he's but he's kind of got been in and out of trouble in the yeah, league. Yeah, he has. But uh, you know, we talked about uh, Deron Payne earlier. He was mm-hmm. one of those guys, you know, like we said, when he he played with Jonathan Allen, you're not going to get near as much. Uh, publicity is, you know, is what Jonathan Allen's gonna get. So he, he kind of took a back seat. But now he's a teammate of Jonathan Allen's at, at, with the Redskins. So two, they're starting defensive linemen or Alabama guys. Yeah. Uh, so uh, plus they have Sean Dion Hamilton. And uh, they talking about Washington. Yeah. So they just got Ha Ha Clint Dix yeah, too. Yeah, they got Ha Ha. So they, they, you know, they're they're Alabama defense now. Yeah, pretty but, much. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's he's uh, last year was his rookie season. He had five sacks his rookie season. So uh. And a forced fumble, so he was a he was a really good player uh, for Alabama as well. And he he didn't really put up a big numbers at Alabama, but he mm-hmm. was really disruptive. He was disruptive and uh, yep. was kind of a force along that defensive line. 
Um, another guy that was, on, that was awesome on that defensive front was Ashawn Robinson. Um, he uh, you know, he got drafted in the second round, but uh, a lot of people thought he could have been a first-round pick. I mean, he was so good. Um, you know, he had a lot of um, uh, lot of tackles as well. I mean, he was all over the place. Um, he uh, had um, three. You know, let's see, he had five and a half, three and a half sacks. So that would be what nine sacks total in his career. So it's um, averages out. So I mean, he was another guy that um, that was very disruptive player. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was he was a really good player, and you mm-hmm. know he was he he was recruited as you know a lot of the people had him listed as offensive lineman, but obviously when he got to Alabama, it was. It was obvious he yeah. was a defensive lineman, and uh, definitely, he was a really good player. And uh, you know that's one thing: the defensive line has been so dominant the last few years. We got a lot of good players on the defensive line right now. Uh, but that well, that's some of the few guys we wanted to mention uh, in, in along the defensive line. Mm-hmm. But as far as linebackers go, uh, obviously that's another position that's been really strong the last several mm-hmm. years. And uh, you know, kind of the first uh, guy there was a uh, Dante Hightower. And guys mm-hmm. like Courtney Upshaw, you know they were they were really dominant in their uh, their careers at Alabama, and uh, you know they've both had uh, pretty good NFL careers as well. Mm-hmm. Upshaw's always battled weight issues, yeah. so he's he's haven't really, hasn't really lived up to his potential in the in the NFL. But Dante Hightower's you know with the New England Patriots has been outstanding, and uh, he's won what two or three Super Bowls now. Yeah, with, I mean, with the Patriots. I mean the Patriots are. Or a machine, just like Alabama is in right. college. Right. You know, and uh, you know, guys like Dante Hightower, he uh, he come in and uh, you know, he actually wasn't. I mean, he was like a four star, so he mm-hmm. wasn't just super heavily recruited, but he played alongside you know another great and Rolando McLean. Yeah. Uh, he's who, from our backyard, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's pretty much from our backyard, mm-hmm. and uh, he dominated college football. Yeah. And, uh, I hate that he couldn't stay out of trouble. Yeah, I mean he, uh, his, uh, he was a true freshman when he started, and he started eight of the thirteen games and finished the season with seventy-five tackles and two interceptions and a sack. In sophomore year, he pretty much doubled that in tackles, had three sacks and interception, and then of course the championship season. You know he. Uh, he dominated in 2009 and, and helped that defense uh, finally go over the, the hump and finally beat Tim Tebow's Florida team that 2009 and uh, got to the championship game. And a lot went um, went on the back on that defense, went to Rolando McClain. You know, he right. he was really, uh, really good. Yeah, <laughs> Rolando McClain was a beast, and he would have been a beast in the NFL as well. But – just can't stay out of trouble. I know. Every time he comes home to Decatur, he gets in trouble. So I know. he just needs to stay out of Decatur. But uh, you know, so obviously we've mentioned guys like uh, Rolando and, and Dante. Uh, you know, then we got guys like C.J. Mosley and mm-hmm. Sean Evans. I mean, uh, Reuben Foster, Reggie uh, Ragland. I mean, the list literally could go on forever. Yeah, they're uh, they're really great, great football players and done a great job. And I think though it's kind of weird. Like my favorite guys that we've had so far, like just. Favorite players to watch is Reuben Foster yeah. and Rashawn Evans. Yeah, I love watching those guys play because they can fly, you know, sideline to sideline and make plays. And Reuben Foster, when oh he my gosh, 
You uh, knew it. He laid out uh, Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Ford, Fournette, man. That was that was awesome. Yeah, that's the he. Yeah, he 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 cleaned him up pretty. Yeah, good. he did. Yeah, that was awesome to see. I mean, he he come in like a missile. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he and I mean that that's another mentality I love about Nick Saban. You and all of his guys, they they will hit you hard. Yeah. And and everybody on that defense will hit you, and they and they ain't afraid of it either. Right. You know, it's it's awesome. I mean, but the list goes on and on, and and we've got a couple of of uh, studs coming up on the defensive line and in the the linebacking core that um, who knows, you know, we're still doing this and. You know, five five more years, we might be that man be in our top five by right. Now. Yeah, and so and you know another guy I want to mention real quick in linebacker is, is Sean Dion Hamilton. Yes, he's one of those guys that never really got a lot of publicity because he played with uh, uh, Reuben Foster. Yeah, but the dude's a stud. I mean, he he's obviously, he's he's playing in the NFL and 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 having a good career so far. And, mm-hmm. Uh, he's he, he'll I think he'll make some noise in his career. And, and, uh, he's he was one of those guys that I wanted to give a shout out to because mm-hmm. he was a heck of a football player for Alabama. Man, and this list goes on and on. Right, I mean, like like Jake said, there's the list is endless. There's, <laughs> it's so I mean, many. it seems like thousands of guys. It obviously ain't. There's only like you know ten to twenty. Right. But, you know, we we could go on and on. We could have we can have an hour long podcast on each position position group. But, oh yeah. You know, we understand that people don't have that kind of time to listen to that long of a podcast. So we want right. to kind of keep it as short and um, mm-hmm. as we can, but while also giving some good information and some good thought and all that. And we originally was just going to do the top five best players, but I mean, we've been doing this for a few weeks now, probably about a month, and it's just so hard just to pick five guys. Right. You know, because, I mean, at every position we've had, you know, great talent there. And yeah. it's just so hard to just pick five guys. That's why today we decided we would we would jot down a list of some of our favorites that, that right. would would make our list of of uh you know, so we and we would talk about them. So that's why we're doing it like this today. Right. You know, we we Reggie Ragland, forgot to mention him. Yep. Reggie he's Ragland. he's a local product as well. Yep. Uh from Bob Jones High School. Uh, he was a really good player at Alabama, and uh, I believe he's uh, starting for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I believe, and uh, he's a uh, he, he's one of those guys who uh, just always played well. You know, he he never had a bad game. It never seemed like he missed an assignment, and yeah, uh, just just a solid football player. You know, he was more that thumper on the inside, mm-hmm. not really that finesse guy, like you know, like a C.J. Mosley or yeah. Reuben Foster, but. You know he uh, he was one of those run stuffers, and you know, yeah. and and can play the pass a little bit as well. And, yeah, and he is at the Chiefs. Yeah, he and he yeah, like and and he is with the with the Kansas City Chiefs right now, and uh, he'll he'll have him a good career in the NFL, and he he won't ever be you know probably not a Pro Bowl or anything, but he'll be a solid NFL starter or, or role player right uh, for his career. You think about all all these guys we have mentioned got some kind of role in the NFL. Not to mention what's fixing to come up, and Tua, Judy, all these guys. I mean, Alabama has put probably the most people in the NFL here in the last couple of years. It right. seems like. I mean, it's oh, it, that ain't no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, if you want to to make it the NFL, go play at Alabama. Right. I mean, that's yeah. the best and, which I can give and, to to recruit. And speaking of which, I don't know if anybody's seen it or not, but LSU has released some video about their new locker room and how they're <laughs> yeah. talking about this is a game changer. What's it going to change? 
You're still going to get beat by Alabama in November. And it's not going to be close. No. I'm sorry. I hate to bust your bubble LSU. But you're not Alabama anymore. You're not even close. No. I mean, I don't think anybody in the in the West is is Alabama tier right now. Um, to me, I, if if I had to pick the biggest threat, it'd be Texas A and M. I do too. They have the better coach. Yep. And they have the better quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah, Kellen Moore and Mons are pretty good. So that's team. just that's just my opinion. But we can talk more about that yeah. as the season gets here. Right. But I had to throw some shade at LSU because oh, yeah. they, they, they think that their new locker room is going to somehow make them <laughs> better. Uh, better. Yeah. Uh, that ain't got nothing to do with anything. They still got control. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all seen what he's capable of running on the beach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he can't even catch his grandson. He can't. He ain't gonna be able to coach no football players. His run game's gonna be awful if he can't even stand up. <laughs> but before we get too off track, let's talk about some of the great DBs that we've had at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously Minka Fitzpatrick to oh, me yeah. is the obvious choice for number one. That was one of the easier ones as far as oh, yeah. picking the number one guy. You know, to me, it's obvious that Minka Fitzpatrick's the best defensive back that Alabama's had under Nick Saban. Yeah. Then, of course, you got guys like Landon Collins, oh. Eddie Jackson. Even though he missed picking up that fumble for a touchdown, oh. I think I think that was a, it was like against Western Kentucky or something. I know, but I yeah. never will forget that. I know. I know where we are. Uh, but got Drake Kirkpatrick, Marlon Humphrey, Mark Barron, Mark Barron, I mean, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, Javier Arenas, Eddie Jackson, Kareem Jackson, going yeah. way back to. Early on in Nick Saban's oh, days. Man. And speaking of which, Kareem Jackson's having a, a hell of an NFL career. He is. He had probably his best season last year. Yep. And I think he got paid this offseason. I so, think he did too. Uh, uh, another <laughs> guy back uh, beginning was uh, Rashad Johnson. Rashad, know? Yeah, Rashad Johnson. He's another one. I mean, it, the list, again, the list goes on and on. Yeah, we sound like a broken record but saying I the mean, list goes on and on, but I, mean, I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> I mean – I, I don't want to be, be rude, but I don't think we could do a podcast and list five people from any other college. And, I mean, we might be able to get, get five players of all time, but five players under under one coach. Right, and, there, well, and I, you could I, say I, in the last 12 years of a school. Yeah, I don't right. – I, I can't just get – I mean, you know, you know, maybe teams like Ohio State and yeah. Clemson and maybe even Florida. Yeah. But Florida's success has kind of was ended right. kind of about ten years ago. So you're yep. not you're you're really pushing the envelope on those yeah. teams. So, like Jake said, album has been so dominant for so long. Yeah. And I even heard I heard something today on the radio that uh, out of the last fifty four AP polls, either Alabama or Clemson has been the number has has been number one or number two. Yeah. So yes. I mean, it's I don't just, see that changing it this year. Right. Either. I mean, it's just. The last five years, it's been Alabama and Clemson, but the <laughs> yeah. last ten years, it's been Alabama. Yeah, exactly. So it's just uh, it's it's crazy. And Clemson is a uh, head coach. Everybody knows is a product of Alabama. So of course, Alabama is dominating not only in coaching but also on the field too. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and and I mean, I know a lot of people. This is kind of getting off topic as well, but I know a lot of people are, uh, you know, talking up Dabo to be the next coach at Alabama. And maybe it is. But for some reason, the dude rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, I don't I don't want him the next coach. I don't know what it is. He just rubs me the wrong way. Everybody wants him, like you said. I don't know. I'm not – I mean, not, it's not that he ain't a great coach because obviously he, he is. He's right. won two national championships in four years. But I just – I don't – his attitude is, is off to me. And he's a good man. Yeah. But he just rubs me the wrong way. I know it. And uh, you know, even when Saban was at LSU, he didn't rub me the wrong way. No, 
I liked the dude. He was, he, I mean, he was a great coach. In yeah. fact, I, I'm ashamed to admit it that LSU was my second favorite team when Nick Saban was the coach at LSU it's, because they were. I just loved the way they played. Yeah, I loved the way he he you know kind of represented the school and how yeah. he coached his players, kind of that old school mentality. And, so I've always had a lot of respect for Nick Saban, and still is. Yeah, but you know we we listed a lot of defensive backs, and you know we got a couple young guys on the team right now: Xavier McKinney, mm-hmm. Trayvon Diggs, uh, obviously Patrick Sertain Jr., yep. uh, Josh Joe. A lot of them, all them guys are really talented and have a chance to yep. be special players and could you know eventually be a part of this list as well. So they're you know like we said, it's it's uh, splitting hairs when trying to decide between certain players and. Uh, it's hard to do, so we just decided for the defensive line and the linebackers and the defensive backs just to list several guys at each position and kind of brag on them a minute. And, uh, right. uh, you know, we're obviously lucky to be Alabama fans and, you know, witness what we've witnessed the last 12 years under Nick Saban. And uh, we look forward to, you know, probably five more years. I, I say another five years or so with Nick Saban, and uh, I hope we win us a few more national championships right. in that right. time. Uh, it's a the day of uh, reckoning is coming, you know, and that starts the thirty first against Duke. Uh, you know, I I feel sorry because you know we already know what the offense capable of, you know, and we could put up sixty against anybody. I think this year, you know, A and M is going to be a challenge because it's at I think it's at A and M, and that's sneaky. I mean, they almost beat Clemson last year. And uh, they had a call went wrong. They would have beat Clemson. But, you know, so they – and like Stacy mentioned earlier, they had the best coach, uh, you know, out of out of the potential players that could beat Alabama. And and probably – he might be the, the second or third best uh, quarterback in the SEC behind Tua and um, probably from, you know. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, we, um, we ain't going to go into that now. No, we're going to – a uh, few other things, but I am. Um, we may next week. Uh, I got a little plan. Uh, we might do like um, like ten things that you know, like bold predictions of the of the upcoming season. Uh, I've already got a few planned on that. Uh, that's gonna be really fun if if Stacy wants to do that. Because um, uh, you may be surprised on some of the stuff I I have said or I may I may have. Yeah, and to that point, if. Uh... If y'all have anything in specific y'all want us to talk about, yeah. we'll we'll definitely do that. Uh, but uh, also, I want to touch on media days. Nothing mm-hmm. really exciting happened, yeah. so there's really not much to talk about. I'm, you can get on YouTube and look at all the interviews, and mm-hmm. it's nothing, you know, nothing crazy was said. Nothing uh, out of the ordinary happened. Uh, the the players seem very business like. Oh, Coach yeah. seemed very business like. Uh, so. Uh, we're just excited for the season to get here. It's just a few weeks away now. Oh man! Uh, but you know, like always, make sure you uh, you follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, at Tide Talk underscore Pod uh, and tweet us using the hashtag Tide Talk. Uh, you can follow me, Stacy Blackwood, at Blackwood eighty nine, and I'm at Jake Thomas Tide as always. Yeah, so make sure you follow us, tweet at us. Remember, we got a Facebook page now. Just yep. look up the Tide Talk podcast. Yep. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Tide Talk podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And uh, we look forward to you know bringing you more podcasts, and uh, hopefully some guests uh, will be coming on the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that'd be great. So uh, I know y'all been asking for that. Yeah, so. yeah, and we, we want to get y'all that. It's just the the scheduling conflict is is the hardest thing for us. Right. Uh, you know, when you work full time jobs, it's uh, it's a little hard to to mm-hmm. to make the schedules work. But uh, we do appreciate y'all listening. Uh, it means a lot to us. So like, subscribe, tweet at us, hashtag Tide Talk all the time. We appreciate it, guys, and roll Tide. Roll Tide.